Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Floor here at Rogers Place in Ice District. Bob Stopper, Brendan Escott joining you. Nothing like Brendan opening up with one of the greatest rock songs of all time. With arguably, when he was in his prime, a top five frontman. What a voice, what a talent. This is Oilers Now. It is presented by World of Spas, Inc. And after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. The Oilers getting eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs. Round two in six games. Disappointing conclusion to the season. Lost... uh, uh, games five and game six with two one leads. All six games Edmonton uh, lost in the playoffs. They they had leads in, and surely that will be part of an area that the organization will want to shore up in the off season. We got a jam packed edition. I'm going to tell you right now as we speak, uh, the players are having a team meeting with Edmonton Oilers general manager Ken Holland along with head coach Jay Woodcroft, and then uh, they're going to go into a series of avails today. Uh, there will be the likes of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, uh, Vander Kane, Stuart Skinner, Zach Hyman. Uh, they will do uh, main avails uh, with the media. You'll hear some of that audio coming up in the back hour of our three-hour edition today of Oilers Now. The Oilers are going to bring up Derek Ryan, a pending UFA, Nick Bukestead, a pending UFA, and pending RFA, Evan Bouchard, all in the first hour and a half of the show. And then at 1.35, Frank Saravalli from Daily Faceoff, one of the most plugged-in men of the business. Uh, Frank's appearance is brought to you by our friends at Horse Racing Alberta, live thoroughbred racing, Bracket Century Mile Racetrack and Casino every Friday and Saturday. For more information, head to thehorses.com. So Frank's going to make an appearance. There's lots going on, including some of the stuff that uh, Frank has discussed over the last um, 
48 hours. So Frank will uh, join us. And then we got to start looking at the numbers. And one of the things Frank talked about is some conjecture on where the cap's going to be. It is incumbent upon the Edmonton Oilers that they get more than a $1 million increase from 82 and a half to $83.5 If they can get to 86 and 87 um, it will facilitate, in my opinion, uh, or ease uh, the potential options to look at an upgrade. Uh, and you, I, I, I will tell you, if we end up at 86 or $87 million cap, I don't see the same seven defensemen starting the season next year. I, I think the owners will get active on that front. they got a lot of decisions to make up just in terms of taking a look at it here. Ryan McLeod and Evan Boucher are part of the Oilers' future. I don't think there's any question about that. I think they'll be signed to extensions, likely bridge deals for both players. Um, Clem Costin, you know, I, I got a lot of time for Clem Costin. I'd like to actually get your thoughts. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. Costin is also a restricted free agent. So, I mean, Bouchard's an automatic. The guy in his final 21 regular season games had five goals, 19 points, one plus 12. Uh, he had... You know, a terrific playoffs for the uh, Edmonton Oilers as well. 17 points in 12 games as part of a fantastic power play. Frankly, uh, I'm glad it's happened this way with Evan because there were some of us that believed him and others that wanted to trade him, and I just, the the ceiling's way too high. So I've got McLeod and Bouchard. They'll find a way to facilitate those deals on those pending RFAs. Make no mistake, Ryan McLeod did the owners a favor last year, signed a one-year deal below his qualifying offer to help the organization out. He needs to be rewarded. Now, are there aspects to both players' games that need to improve? Absolutely. That's a given. Um... In Clem Costin's case, I got a lot of time for Costin. Frankly, I think you can make an argument that maybe he should have played a little bit more. He averaged 10 minutes per game in the regular season. I don't think it'll be too prohibitive in terms of getting him re-signed. It's a, a very subtle addition that Ken Holland made. Costin had 11 goals during the course of uh, the regular season. Nick Bukestead came over to trade deadline day acquisition, uh, scored four goals and six points in 19 regular season games with Edmonton to finish with 17 goals. When you're a six foot six right shot center, you just scored 17 goals. There's going to be interest with you in the UFA market. So I'm going to be intrigued to see what Nick has to say. Uh, my guess is he might have to take a little less to stay here. Derek Ryan. What can you say about Derek Ryan? His line was terrific uh, with McLeod and Fogel. In the playoffs, the guy had 13 goals and 20 points in the regular season was plus 11. He had a hell of a year. Uh, my expectation is the owners will find a way to get him done on a, uh, on a probably a, most likely on a one-year deal. Matthias Yamark is also a UFA. He had a pretty good close to the regular season. Injury riddled and plagued um, uh, playoff that kind of limited what he could do a bit. So there's some of the guys out there. Of course, Stuart Skinner, he signed a three-year extension of $2.6 million. The Oilers have committed $7.6 million in goal. We already talked about the fact that uh, Skinner, you know, um, had a tough go in the playoffs, and I think it should be an open competition next year. I think in a perfect world, you're looking at a... 45-40 split. Skinner in the regular season went 29-14-3. and A 2.73 goals against average 9-14 save percentage. Jack Campbell conversely was 21-9-4. 3.41 goals against average 8-8-8 save percentage. But Skinner had a rough playoff. There's no other way to say it. He'd be the first to tell you. And I think back and I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer. 
uh, like Grant Fuhr, but I remember Grant Fuhr's first playoffs against the LA Kings, his goals against average was over five. And the Oilers really struggled uh, defensively in that series against Los Angeles. So there's going to be lots of storylines to watch on uh, potential movement. Uh, Kyrie Yamamoto's got a year left in his deal at $3.1 million. I know today with McDavid and Drysettle talking just like yesterday in Toronto, you know, a lot of the conversation around their core four. Uh, you know, Connor and Leon are huge players, and, uh, you know, we're in a situation where they're, they're signed on long term deals. We're a couple years away from that coming to a conclusion for Leon Dreisaitl. And that's got fans nervous. Uh, Again, the only place they can play together is in Edmonton, and Edmonton's got the built-in cap space because of what they're paying them on their existing deals, um, you know, to get them done. And they're an absolute priority, and they should be. And we'll see where it all goes cap-wise. So it's going to be a really, there's going to be lots to talk about here on Oilers. Now, of course, you can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree is bringing the heat this summer with Summerfest, Alberta's newest and biggest outdoor music festival. July 7th, Party Rock with headliners Brett Michaels and Blue Oyster Cult and Fog Hat. And then on Saturday, July 8th, it's an all-country evening with Billy Currington, Gary Allen, Mackenzie Porter, and more. Get your tickets and info at RiverCreeResort.com. So the players are talking today. GM Ken Holland, head coach Jay Woodcroft tomorrow. Uh, our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Stephen Bobby and the gang at Legacy Heating and Cooling. You see them everywhere. They're on top of it, and they do a great job. Brendan, what do you think? I'm going to bring you in right here, right now. Um, I, I, I mean, I think it's Bouchard and uh, McLeod are drafted and developed products. I think it's high probability they both uh, you know are assigned to extensions and unfortunately for Bouchard I think we're looking at a potential bridge deal yeah I don't disagree with that Uh, the thing is is that we've seen players demonstrate here in the recent past that uh, they're willing to modify their contracts in order to be part of what the next probably two three or four years is going to look like in terms of this team's potential to win right so Bouchard may be able to wiggle more money out of somebody else in theory but Edmonton uh, you know this is obviously a piece to the puzzle here and so I think Bouchard he's Bob he had five more points uh, than the next leading defensive playoff scorer so like this is clearly a breakout here and obviously he's earned a reward yeah you know he's back-to-back 40 point seasons um he was even good last year in the playoffs and the the combination of him and Ekholm and I I think that it's not lost to me there's a lot of people talking about Cody Ceci over the last 72 hours Darnell Nurse is going to tell you he needed to play better too Okay, he was 25th in the league in time on ice during the regular season at 23:30. Darnell had to have a better go too, and struggled in some moments, and uh, that uh, did not help the Oilers. And uh, I've had a bunch of people text me on the Ashley Five Floors text line. My thoughts on Damon Severson. I like Damon Severson. What's the price point going to be? Like New Jersey, they're in a situation where they've drafted a couple right shot defensemen, and they have Dougie Hamilton and John Marino. Does Damon Severson go to uh, free agency? My guess is he will, and my guess is there will be multiple teams in Canada that will be looking at him. He's going to get a lot of interest out there in the market. But for me, McLeod and Bouchard, it's fait accompli. Would you like to see Costin back, Brendan? 
sorry, Bob, one more time. Would you like to see Clean Costin back? Absolutely, I would. I thought that, you know, when he was on his game, he changed, uh, he, he was able to change through through physicality, sure, uh, but also through a little bit of a scoring touch there. I thought he was able to trade pucks at a, at a level that I wasn't aware he was capable of. And so there, that's the kind of player you're going to have to have at a price point where you're getting contributions and, you know, he's able to, uh, to play with some of the guys on this team. And I thought he also really endeared himself not only to the fan base, but to his teammates as well. All right, so those are the RFAs, now the UFAs. Bukestead, Derek, Ryan, and Matthias Yanmark in particular. I mean, Shore's a UFA. Uh, Ryan Murray's a UFA. Give me your thoughts on uh, the Oilers' UFAs, Brendan, what you think is going to happen there. Yeah, I think we, <laughs> those are the players that I'm not so sure are uh, going to help you move along, move the needle, I suppose, next year. So I would like to see those dollars allocated differently. I think. So you wouldn't bring Bukestead or Derek Ryan back? I would... Um, this is going to be tough. I, I love what they brought. If you're getting them at a, a reasonable price yeah. point for, I would say, like Bukestad to me, over-delivered on, uh, on what we thought. So as long as the price point's reasonable and we think that you can get that kind of physical effort over the course of a season, because that was, I guess, what Minnesota didn't see in the player, right? Um, yeah, I, I would counter, you don't have to play that way in the regular season. Like, and I mean that in all sincerity. It's just simply a different game. Uh, and I think Bukestad is, he scored 17 goals. He's going to have options. In case of Derek Ryan, I, I think it's, you go to the team that's got the best chance to to win, and you don't price yourself out of a market. And he, you know, he went to school here. Uh, the possession metrics with him on the ice were, I mean, there were, a, I bet you if, if I put it out there, right, I, I'm going to guess that there's a lot of people texting us right now on the Ashley Fine Flores text line that were surprised how well uh, and how much he contributed here this year. I mean, he came, he was basically signed as a 4C two years ago, and he's at the stage in his career where he's reinvented himself to a, you know, a, a, a third or fourth line uh, right wing. If he's at 1.25 million or less, I don't see how it hurts you to bring him back. Um, Yadmark, Yadmark was fine for what they paid for him and how much the coach used him. He played him 14 and a half minutes. Like, we're not talking, uh, you know, I, I think in Nick, because he's a center, because he's 6'6", my guess is somebody would go $2 million on him in the market. I don't know if that makes sense here in Edmonton, but if you could get him at a million and a half or less, I think you have to contemplate doing it. And a lot of it has to do with where the cap goes, to 86 or $87 million. And then the other part of it is, can you upgrade the defense? So there we go. All right, let's get into the Oilers Now Audio Vault. It's brought to you by Direct Workwear. Uh, workwear, uh, which is bringing you women's workwear, women's only workwear store opening soon, just four doors down from Direct Workwear and Gateway Boulevard. Check them out at womensworkwear.ca. Again, we are going to go uh, three hours here uh, until the end of the week on Oilers Now, 12 to 3 each day. Um, Jay Woodcroft, we're going to hear a clip from Jay Woodcroft and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl uh, and uh, Stuart Skinner. Um, one of the things that really hurt the Edmonton Oilers yesterday or on uh, Sunday night uh, was the, uh, their struggles on five on five. Here's Jay Woodcroft. They converted at a higher rate. They finished at a higher rate five-on-five five than we finished. Um, you know, we scored two five-on-five five goals tonight, uh, but we gave up, um, 
you know, I think three five-on-five five goals. One was at the end of a four-on-three. It was a four-on-four four situation. But And then we gave up an empty netter. So they had one more than us tonight. I think um, that goes to just execution on a few plays uh, defensively. Uh, you could see the pain um, in Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle after the room uh, after the game. I mean, it was just frankly, it was it was hard to watch. It, it showed you how much they cared. Uh, and for Leon Drysaddle, he said the loss against Vegas it cut deep. Just the feeling of how much it hurts. Um, you know, I don't think anyone in here, you know, wants to feel like that again. So um, you got to do. Do whatever you have to do personally um, to make sure that you don't feel like that anymore. And uh, it's obviously very fresh and yeah, hurts right now. Uh, we did use this next clip uh, yesterday, but I want to run it again. We actually had a couple people ask to hear it again. Connor McDavid on learning how to win. It feels like every team that that wins and goes on a stretch of winning um, kind of experiences this. Um, obviously, it's not. Not what you want to do, not what you want to uh, feel. Um, that being said, you know I really feel that uh, you got to go through some of this to uh, to win. Um, I think we've seen that all the way through. Let's hope it's the last time. Let's hope it's the last time, indeed. And in terms of Stuart Skinner. Uh, and again, it's raw right after the game, and we'll get some more comments later on today. Uh, we'll probably run them between about 2.20 and 3 o'clock from the players that are going to talk today. Of course, we'll have our own one-on-ones upstairs here, including with a couple of pending UFAs. Stuart Skinner had these comments after uh, Game 6 on learning and growing. you got to learn how to lose, obviously. Uh, you got to learn how to win as well. Um, I think we know how to do both. Um, so I think just being able to, you know, gather ourselves here in the summer and get to work and know what we're coming back here to do and that's to win the cup 12 22 in Edmonton. Stuart Skinner after going 29 14 and 3 a 2.73 goals against average 9 14 save percentage tough playoffs went 5 and 6 to 3.68 goals against average and an 883 save percentage lots of goalies including Grant Fear. 2-3 in his first uh, playoff run, a 5.05 goals against average, 8.53 save percentage, struggled in their first playoff opportunity. Stuart uh, grinds, and uh, he'll grow from this experience. And you know what? I was in Edmonton on the periphery, a high school student at the time that Grant Fear and the Edmonton Oilers lost to the L.A. Kings in the 1981-82 playoffs. 81, they took us down an unbelievable run. An unbelievable run, beating the Montreal Canadiens, the fabled Montreal Canadiens, losing in six to the eventual Stanley Cup champion, uh, New York Islanders. And then they finished 48 points ahead of the LA Kings in the regular season and lost in five, and Fury struggled. And I remember people calling John Short's show at that time and saying, "We, he's never going to be, a, Grant Fury's never going to be a number one goalie. They did. People did that. Some people even wrote it. Said it's not going to happen for him. Now, he was 19 at the time, but still, you know, 19, 20 year old year. Uh, I'm not betting against Skinner. And I think most of the listeners to the show probably aren't giving up on him. Now, six straight starts, the most he ever had in the regular season, 12 in the playoffs. Was he mentally tired? Was he physically tired? Was it just too much pressure? Well, my guess is he'll be a hell of a lot better the second time and bet on him. Just like I said, bet on Bouchard, I'm going to bet on Skinner. Now, that said, I'd like a 
more equal distribution. Uh, I mean, both goalies won 20 games last year in the regular season. Maybe Edmonton has to attack this a little bit differently. I'm not sure. I'm sure that's the sort of thing that's going to get discussed uh, in the offseason. It is 1224 and Edmonton will come back with NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing when we return on Oilers Now. Oh, man, oh, man. Love the text. Some of you are getting quite original with your concepts. Much appreciated. Um... James says, Bob, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, I'm not a nurse hater other than uh, his crazy contract. The excuse of him in last year's playoffs, says James on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, was that he had an injury. Okay, I get it. But what's the excuse this year for his poor playoff performance? That contract is going to be a boat anchor going forward. I hope the owners bring back Bugstead and Derek Ryan. Uh, Derek Ryan. Derek Ryan should be under a million, and Bugstead should be no more than 1.5. Well, Derek Ryan scored 13 goals. Um... I don't, some people would say maybe you should get the same. We'll see. Let's get to NHL today. It is presented by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Not a ton going on. That's because the NHL is off until Thursday when the conference finals begin out east. Carolina home to Florida. And then Friday night, the West final starts in Vegas. They host Dallas, of course. Uh, City of Tempe, though, holding its referendum today, which will determine uh, if an arena deal is possible for the Arizona Coyotes on this proposed development site. Canada off today at the World Hockey Championship. They'll bring a 2-0 record into more group play against Kazakhstan tomorrow, 11-20. Ched time puck drop there. And the Western Hockey League Championship Series continues tonight. They're in Kent uh, with uh, Seattle home to Winnipeg now for the next three games. Remember, that one goes 2-3-2 in the final series. They're tied one game apiece after the opening games in Winnipeg, Bob. I'm taking the uh, Seattle Thunderbirds in six. Uh, I guess we'll have to do our predictions tomorrow uh, with uh, Jack and uh, yourself. And uh, I don't think I did very well in this round. I think I only went one for three. You guys might have caught up because I think I was ahead after the opening round of the playoffs. So there we go. Uh, 12-28 in uh, Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott, myself. Uh, Cam Moon and Jack, uh, you're going to wait with breathless anticipation undoubtedly for those. Off to uh, global news weather traffic update with, he's a pro, Randy Gilburn. And when we come back, uh, we'll do our sit-down one-on-one conversations. Uh, First up will be Derek Ryan.